23rd Lesson Obedience, the Path to Power in Prayer Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it unto you. John 15, 16 The effectual prayer of the righteous is very powerful. James 5, 16 The promise of the Father's giving whatever we ask is once again renewed here to show us to whom it is that such wonderful influence in the chamber of the Most High is to be granted. I have chosen you, the Master said, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Then he added, that whatever ye, the fruit-bearing ones, shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it unto you. This is nothing but a more complete expression of what he had spoken earlier, if ye abide in me. He said the reason for this abiding was to bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. God was glorified in this, and the mark of discipleship was seen. Therefore, he now added that the abundant fruit of the abiding is the qualification for praying to obtain what we ask. Entire consecration to the fulfillment of our calling is the condition of effectual prayer, and the key to the unlimited blessings of Christ's wonderful promises. Some Christians fear that such a statement is at variance with the doctrine of free grace, but surely not of free grace understood correctly, nor with so many statements from God's blessed word. Take the words of John, Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth, and in this we have our hearts certified before Him. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. 1 John 3, 18-19, 22. Or consider the often quoted words of James, The effectual prayer of the righteous is very powerful. That is, the prayer of a man of whom it can be said, He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he also is righteous. 1 John 3, 7. Note the confident appeal in many of the Psalms to the integrity and righteousness of the petitioner. In Psalm 18, David said, The Lord will reward me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he shall recompense me. I was perfect before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness. Psalm 18, 20, 23-24. If we carefully consider such utterances in light of the New Testament, we will find them in perfect harmony with the explicit teaching of the Saviour's parting words, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. John 15, 10. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. John 15, 14. The word is meant literally. I ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that whatever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it unto you. John 15:16. Let's seek to enter into the spirit of what the Saviour taught us. There is a danger in our evangelical religion of looking too much at what prayer offers as an experience to be obtained in prayer and faith. The other side is that of obedience as the only path to blessing. 
According to God's Word, we need both. We need to realize that in our relationship with the infinite being whom we call God, our Creator and Redeemer, the first sentiment that should energize us is that of subjection. We need to surrender to His supremacy, His glory, His will, and His pleasure. That should be the first and uppermost thought of our lives. The question is not how we are to obtain and enjoy His favor, for the main hindrance may still be self, but what God rightfully claims and is infinitely and unspeakably worthy of is that His glory and pleasure should be my one objective. The beauty and charm of heaven is surrender to His perfect and blessed will with a life of service and obedience. Service and obedience were the thoughts that were uppermost in the mind of the Son when He dwelt upon earth. Service and obedience must become our chief objective of desire and purpose. It's more than rest or light or joy or strength. We shall find the path to all the higher blessedness that awaits us in service and obedience. Just note what a prominent place the Master gave it in connection with the abiding, as he spoke of the indwelling of the Trinity. He said, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. John 14, 15 16. Then he said, He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. John 14, 21. He shall have the special love of the Father resting on him with a special manifestation of himself. Then he promised, He who loves me will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and dwell with him. John 14, 23. Could any words put it more clearly that obedience is the way to the indwelling of the Spirit, to his revealing the Son within us, and to His preparing us to be the home of the Father. The indwelling of the Trinity is the heritage of those who obey. Obedience and faith are only two aspects of one act, surrender to God and His will. As faith strengthens us for obedience, it is in turn strengthened by it. Faith is made perfect by works. However, often our efforts to believe have been non-productive, because we have not taken the only position in which a large faith is legitimate or possible, that of entire surrender to the honor and the will of God. The man who is entirely consecrated to God and His will will find the power to claim everything that his God has promised for him. The application of this in the school of prayer is very simple but very solemn. I have chosen you, the Master said, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth much fruit, as in verses 5 and 8, and that your fruit should remain. In this way your life might be one of abiding fruit and abiding fruitfulness, that as fruitful branches abiding in Him, whatever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, He may give it unto you. Oh, how often we have sought to be able to pray the effectual prayer for much grace to bear fruit and have wondered why the answer did not come. It was because we were reversing the Master's order. We wanted to have the comfort and the joy and the strength first, so that we might do the work easily and without any feeling of difficulty or self-sacrifice. He wanted us to come in faith without asking whether we felt weak or strong, or whether the work was hard or easy, 
in obedience to do what he said. The path of fruit-bearing would have led us to the place and the power of prevailing prayer. Obedience is the only path that leads to the glory of God. Not obedience instead of faith, nor obedience to supply the shortcomings of faith. No, faith's obedience gives access to all the blessings our God has for us. In the Gospel of John, we see the abiding of the Spirit, 14.16, the manifestation of the Son, 14.21, the love of the Father, 14.23, the abiding in Christ's love, 15.10, the privilege of His holy friendship, 15.14, and the power of all-prevailing prayer, 15.16. All wait for the obedient. Let's take home the lessons. Now we know why we have not had power in faith to pray successfully. Our life was not as it should have been. Simple, downright obedience with abiding fruitfulness was not its chief direction. With our whole heart, we approve of the divine appointment of men to whom God gives power to rule the world, and at their request, He does what otherwise would not have taken place. He gives other men to guide the path where His will needs men who have learned obedience and whose loyalty and submission to authority is above all suspicion. If we approve the law that obedience and fruit-bearing are the path to prevailing prayer, we must acknowledge with shame how little our lives have demonstrated this. Let us yield ourselves to take up the appointment the Savior gives us. Let us concentrate on His relationship to us as Master and no longer start each new day with thoughts of comfort or joy or blessing. Let the first thought be, I belong to the Master. Every moment and every movement I must act as His property, as a part of Him, and as one who only seeks to know and do His will. Let us be a servant, a slave of Jesus Christ. Let this be the Spirit that motivates me. If He says, I do not call you slaves, but I have called you friends, let us accept the place of friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. The one thing He commands us, as His branches, is to bear fruit. Let us live to bless others and to testify of the life and the love there is in Jesus. In faith and obedience, let us give our whole life to that which Jesus chose us for and appointed us to, fruit-bearing. As we consider His electing us to this and take up our appointment from Him who always gives all He demands, we shall grow strong in the confidence that a life of fruit-bearing and abiding is within our reach. We will understand why this fruit-bearing alone can be the path to all-prevailing prayer. The man in obedience to the Christ of God proves that he is doing what his Lord wills and will receive whatever he desires. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 3.22 Blessed Master, teach me to comprehend what I only partly realize, that it is only through the will of God, accepted and acted out in obedience to His commands, that we obtain the power to grasp His will in His promises and to appropriate them in our prayers. Teach me that it is through fruit-bearing that the deeper growth of the branch into the vine can be perfected. 
and that we attain to that perfect oneness with you in which we ask whatsoever we will. O Lord, reveal to us, we pray, how with all the hosts of heaven, with you the Son on earth, and with all the men of faith who have glorified you on earth, obedience to God is our highest privilege. It gives access to oneness with Him in that which is His highest glory, His all-perfect will. Reveal to us, we pray, how in keeping your commandments and bearing fruit according to your will, our spiritual nature will grow to the full stature of the perfect man with power to ask and receive whatsoever we will. O Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us and the reality of your purpose and power to make these wonderful promises the daily experience of all who yield themselves to you and your words. Amen.